Welcome to another episode of The Confused World, and I am your host, Matt, and uh, I think with this episode, I, you know, with this last weekend being Mother's Day and all, uh, I'd like to take a moment to just kind of reflect on mothers in general. Um, we all got them. <laughs> I mean, that, if that ain't an obvious, but, um, you know, uh, you know, me, me personally, like, you know, I just, you know, celebrate it for my wife, uh, you know, maybe a few other, you know, friends and family that have been, you know, mothers in general, but I, uh, you know, I don't, other than that, I don't really celebrate it. My mother's been gone like 14 years. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's that, I, you know, I celebrate it with my wife, uh, you know, like I said, friends, family, um, you know, that are mothers, but other than that, that's, that's about as far as I go with it. No, I, uh, can actually say that I really wasn't shocked with the way that my mother went. Of course, uh, she, you know, she died of, uh, cancer, so. But, I mean, you know, we all kind of expected that. So, I mean, it really wasn't too big of a shock. So, um, so I, you know, I, I don't have a mother hanging around to actually celebrate for. So, I celebrate for all the other mothers and, you know, wish other mothers and friends and family, uh, a happy Mother's Day when it comes to that time. I do the same thing with Father's Day. You know, uh, I do have a father still around. Uh, me being a father myself, obviously. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. I just uh, wish others happy Mother's Day and Father's Day and all that kind of good stuff. But one of the things I kind of wanted to reflect on with this episode um, by the way I kind of wanted to apologize for the last episode it was a 7 minute episode no that was not a bonus episode it was just super super short episode so uh, that was that um, but anyway uh, one of the things I kind of really wanted to reflect on is the mother of Christ, uh, Mary. <clears throat> Could you even remotely possibly imagine um, what it was like um, as a mother literally having to see the one and only, well, I don't, at this point in time, she he wasn't the only child he, she had born, but... Um, it was her first child, regardless of how you look at the sense, it, it was her first child. So can you imagine having to see your first born child actually sitting in front of you, raised up on a cross? Uh, <clears throat> he had been, uh, obviously at this point in time, he had the nails going through each one of his hands. So, I mean, that was a tremendous amount of pain there. I'm still sure, uh, or I'm sure at this point, I mean, he'd been up there for, uh, I believe he was up there for nine hours, about nine hours. So could you imagine knowing that your son who was completely innocent and not just 
it not just innocent, but he was also the son of God. You got to think about that. Uh, <clears throat> Mary was told by angels that, or in a dream, excuse me, that uh, she would bear a son and she was to name him Jesus. And she couldn't, couldn't understand how this was possible because Mary was a virgin. She, she never had a sexual partner at this point. Mary was a virgin. So you got Mary who receives her first son through some call it holy divinity. Uh, you know, she received, I say that she received Christ through the, through the spirit of God. And, uh, she gave birth to him and she named him Jesus, just like she was told to do, uh, you know, in previous dreams and, you know, just, she literally did exactly as God told her. Joseph did the same. He followed the same suit. He was told, you know, in a dream as well, hey, <laughs> this, basically paraphrasing again, this isn't what you think it is. This, you know, this really is a child of God. You know, so Mary bore her first child, gave him the name Jesus, and she raised him. Of course, I'm sure uh, there had been other children afterwards. I'm, you know, I'm I can almost presume, but uh, you know, looking at the at the aspect of that, Mary had to look at everything through. Mary literally had to watch her son up on the cross, bleeding, dying. Uh, thorns wrapped around his head, you know, people mocking him, people making fun of him while he was up on the cross, telling him, you know, saying, oh, if he really is the Christ, if he really is the son of God, he can call angels to come and pull him down. If he really wanted to, he can be, you know, he can call, he can really call anything. Basically, he's a son of God. He can get any heaven bound, you know, angels and, you know, God, him, he can pull him, even himself off the cross, you know, people just talking so, so demeaningly. And yet Christ died for our sins on that cross. But take a moment to just reflect on Mary's focal point on this. Your one or your oldest child literally being tortured and being murdered right in front of your eyes and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, <clears throat> I kind of wonder at times what Mary thought or how she even felt. I mean, obviously she was feeling some grief because her child was dying in front of her eyes and there was she she couldn't do anything to stop it uh, 
that also kind of makes me wonder if Mary totally knew what her or what what the purpose for Christ was, what he had been here for. It's 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 kind of a strange little thought process to kind of go through like did she know that he was coming to pay the price for the sins of the world I believe she did my personal opinion but that doesn't mean that the scene of the cross was any easier for her to bear for her to sit there and just watch and just kind of go oh yeah he'll be back you just give him three days he'll be back Uh, I, I don't think that was her thought process. I mean, human mind always says, you know, what you see in front of you is really what you're going to get. So as she saw Christ sitting up there on that cross, nails through his hands and nails through both of his feet. And then, of course, you know, there was the flogging he had taken be you know prior and those those floggings were treacherous really they had bone they had iron stuff you know they had rock all sorts of devices you know pretty much built into the ends of those strings those or at least the strands anyway that would literally during a beating would shred the skin on the back sometime would even shred down to the in through the muscle down to the bone itself so could you imagine having to watch your child take that kind of a flogging so his back is all tore up every little bit of flesh pretty much on his back is just tore up because of the flogging he had taken and she had to be there to watch that and couldn't stop it and then of course you take you know the trip down to the cross him having to carry his own cross until a certain point where they pulled a man where the Roman guards pulled a man aside and made him finish the trail to carrying Christ's cross so having to watch that journey I'm sure was not easy and then of course seeing the pain on his on his face as he'd already had the crown of thorns which they say were up to about 14 inches like thick or at least long anyway so those being driven you know she didn't see of course that you know the thorns being driven into his head because that happened while Christ was sitting in the prisons if you recall it was some of the Roman soldiers that had done it. They decided to jump in on that on the action of mocking Christ and twisted up some thorns and p- pressed them into his head. That literally those thorns were going right into the skull and maybe at some maybe, maybe even a little deeper. But those were thorns. So by the time he had already been flogged and was on his journey to Golgotha, he already had been had lost a tremendous amount of blood. So you can always already imagine he was weak. 
at this point and Mary saw this she saw what was what was happening with her 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 firstborn child you know as a father like I give Mary her dues because you know as a mother watching it it's it's usually harder on the mothers than it is to the fathers but I know with my son I would you know I I I don't I know without a shadow of a doubt that I couldn't have sat there and just watched this all happen and Mary had to really she kind of she was there to witness it all the look on his there the the expression of pain as they drove the nails through each one of his hands and then one foot over the other and drove a drove those nails in through his feet the look of pain as they raised the cross and of course that alone would always give you you know give the body a jolt so could you imagine just the look the 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 pain that Christ had on his face during the whole process and to see him hung up who knows how tall or how high really the cross was but it was it was up there quite a ways nobody could reach him without bringing the cross back down so of course as she's sitting there watching him watching him die and knowing that at one point he looks down at James and says James this is your mother basically he was telling James take care of her okay that's that's literally what he was saying James take care of her so she's sitting there literally having to watch this whole entire process go down the mocking him you know and you know just just totally just blaspheming his name and then of course knowing that the Sanhedrin's were sitting there all up in a tizzy because it literally says above his head in three different languages king of the Jews here is the king of the Jews so knowing that they were throwing a fit and Mary is sitting there literally at front row up and personal to the cross and just watching her son sit there and hang there and the cross the one thing about the cross that you know one pastor uh, you know I, I listen to a lot of John MacArthur so uh, you know grace to you ministries so as he was describing some of the you know some of the scene from the the crucifixion it was really really informative to really watch because you know the cross was really a rugged rugged uh bunch of of wood really that he was that christ was being hung on so in order to take a a breath you would literally have to push up with your legs and could you imagine after having your back already completely shredded 
And every time you literally have to go take a breath, you have to push up with your legs, rubbing that harsh, rugged wood across the already shredded and bleeding back. Maybe at this point, his back was numb. You know, his body was numb maybe at this point. I mean, that's that's usually how, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing really how the bo- human body works because if there's pain involved, your body will literally numb itself in those areas. So maybe, may, just maybe, his back was already numb after being shredded because they probably, you know, destroyed every single nerve ending there was there. But I can only imagine, like, even even just that, that notion of possibly re, even reactivating those, those nerve endings, those, those pain sensors, just to take a breath and seeing, you know, and Mary's, Mary's focal point at this point, she's literally looking up at the cross and watching her son, her first son, just hanging there. Nailed to a tree, basically. Bleeding, sweating. And the emotion I am I, I can only imagine that she felt. It's it's more than any mother should ever really have to bear. And yet Mary was the one to sit there and bear that. She stood there with much emotion, just having to watch this. Having to watch the the, literally the murder of her own son an unjustified murder of her own son who was innocent could you imagine that I, I really honestly just I really honestly have to give Mary her dues for that because again I, I couldn't do it I know my wife couldn't do it either one of the kids you know, the, we, we have, a um, we just, you know, I noticed she couldn't, her daughter, her sons, I noticed she couldn't see them go through this pain, it would break her heart, and yet Mary was the one that had to endure this, that's more strength than any mother I know really has and Mary had that strength to sit there and watch her son be crucified on a cross and to have to just endure it I give her her dues I I just I honestly couldn't do it and I'm a father so if I'm a father and couldn't endure it, mothers usually have more emotional connection to their children. So could you imagine just how she felt having to watch this? And then, of course, after they, after the Sanhedrin wanted to have the legs broken of everybody that was hanging on the crosses so that way their Sabbath day wouldn't be defiled... They had everyone's legs on the crosses broken. But Christ was already dead at this point. So they didn't have to break Christ's legs because he has already passed. 
you see, in order to take a breath, you, as I explained, you literally have to push up with your legs or maybe even your hands. You're, you know, use your arms to pull yourself up just to catch a breath. And when the body gets too weak for that, you literally cannot breathe because of the way that you are suspended up in the air. So therefore, causing asphyxiation. And you pass away because you can't take your breath. You cannot take a breath. But Christ was up on the cross. And he's looking up at the sky and he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God didn't forsake him. God didn't forsake him. God was there in wrath. But in a different, at this point in time though, In let me see, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two. So yeah, so six hours. So in six hours, Christ literally took all the wrath and the punishment and the destruction for all of us in six hours. Every little bit that we deserve, he got. And when God was done, bringing all the wrath of hell upon his only son he lifted that he just kind of stopped torturing his son at this point in ch- at time so he felt that maybe that that disconnect because Christ took the sins of us all of us onto that cross So he screams out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when they offer him his last drink of wine, which they mix with vinegar, he says, it is finished and gave up his spirit. That's, that's some, some tough thinking right there. And yet here's Mary front stage getting to see all this. That is a woman that deserves to be fully celebrated. Fully celebrated. Because she's a mother to watch the death of her own child and still be powerless to stop it. It's different from having your kid try to run out in the middle of the street and you have to run out after him, grab him by the arm and pull him back onto the sidewalk. Or seeing your kid hurt themselves. This is literally out of her hands. And yet. She's there. To see it. Deuce to. To Mary. Because that's the ultimate mother right there. Now to anyone that's listening. That might happen to be a mother. That's not me. Taking away any credit to you because you deserve to have your day. You're a mother. You love your child. But as a mother, can you imagine how Mary felt? I'm a father and I can imagine, only, only possibly imagine how Mary felt watching her own son die. Just food for thought anyhow I'm gonna end this podcast on a happy Mother's Day note happy late Mother's Day actually because this is uh, 
little after Mother's Day, obviously, so, but just, just think about that as a mother, and see how much that can grow you closer to Christ. Wait until I tell you something for Father's Day, which is coming up. You'll see. God bless you all. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And also, one more thing. Don't forget, send me an email sometime. Tell me how you think the podcast is going. Tell me uh, maybe a topic you'd like me to touch up on. Maybe just some comments. You can email me at confusedworldpodcast at gmail.com. Again, take care of yourselves and each other. And God bless.